This episode is brought to you by Paramount Plus. Get in, loser! Mean Girls is now streaming on Paramount Plus. Join Katie Heron as she meets the plastics and Tina Fey's new twist on the modern classic. Get ready for more of the rumors, backstabbing, and jokes you loved from the original movie with some fetch surprises. Rated PG 13. Wear pink and head to ParamountPlus.com to try it free. Survivor 46 is here and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast, and we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Valladares, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcast. Good to a ratio. Okay, though. Good to a ratio. Okay, though. What do you love about Tesla? They are doing all the developments and all the technological advances that we wanted as kids. Because by the year 2000, we thought we were going to be flying around in jets and cars, right? We didn't get there. 2020, we're not there. But the closest thing to that is a Tesla Model S. And he's innovating at a faster pace. And also, the big crux that he's facing, or the big issue that he was facing for a while, is that he was literally fighting the entire oil industry. So now you have Exxon, Chevron, Ford, GM, and all the subsidiaries not wanting electronic vehicles to come to pass. And But now, after 2008, when the crash happened, oil dropped, and it has not gotten to those same levels. That's why you see GM making a change, and they're the leader. So it's a changing of the guard, and we have to see the trend. And that's why I would say, like, when Mercedes was very popular in the 1980s, it took the world by storm. BMW the same way. Tesla is the most innovative company, and I think Elon is the uh, Steve Jobs of our generation, and the car is the iPhone of our generation. Like, So if you guys believe in Apple now, you have to have the same kind of fervor for Tesla. Ian Dunlap is the master investor. He is a brilliant stock market mind. I have been listening to him very carefully for quite a while and following his strategies about the stock market and his stuff works. It's not get rich quick. That's impossible, but it is about being involved in the market over a long period of time, holding, being a responsible, thoughtful investor. And over time, your money will grow because If you give your money to a Tim Cook or an Elon Musk or a Jack Dorsey and let them use it to build up their companies, you will be making money while you sleep. Oh, man. I'm so excited to give you this episode because I want more people to be thinking about how they can grow their money so we as a community can build more wealth. I highly recommend you listen to this entire episode. And for the whole thing, you got to go over to patreon.com slash show. Subscribe for $5 a month. You get the whole of this Wednesday episode. You get the whole of all our Wednesday episodes, plus our Friday Patreon exclusives. All right, let's dig into it. It's Ian Dunlap, the master investor on Torre Show.
you've been doing a lot of work educating and inspiring Black people on how to get wealthy via the stock market. So break down your basic thesis. How do we get wealthy via the stock market? Very simple. We have to invest every month. I always try and tell people, uh, and I get it years prior, 50 years prior, 60 years prior, when we invested, oftentimes our grandparents would go back and the money was not there. Or when we invested in insurance, the money wasn't there. But now there's a lot more transparency. We have to invest every single month. So even if you put $500 a month into the market, into an index fund, which index fund is just like a basket or a collection of stocks. So if you don't know the one to pick, it gives you a bunch of companies bundled together. And over a 30-year period, you can have roughly a million dollars depending on if you're getting anywhere from 7 to 12% per, uh, interest on, on those gains. So, I mean, last year was exceptional because we were at 30 and 40%. We won't have the same thing this year. But year over year, you should average about 12%. And then I always tell people to get half index funds have technology stocks. And then because we are living in a technological age, we have been since the really early 1990s, like around 94, um, that and Clinton helped usher that wave in. That that's the best blueprint to go with. And all the companies that we all love, Apple, Microsoft, Zoom, what we're on now, Tesla, Instagram, owned by Facebook, those are the biggest companies that we are that we have in the world. And we should put our money into those companies to be able to uh, secure our wealth for years to come. I think there's two levels of fear. The mm-hmm. beginner slash novice level of fear. Oh my God, like what if I put my money in the market and I totally mm-hmm. lose it? And wow. So I want you to speak to that fear. But then there's also, you know, I mean, I've been investing for over 10 years. Oh, following, follow, Yeah, I mean, I've definitely seen the value of like, Holding something, I have Apple shares that are over ten years old. Right? Oh so, you know, what else Microsoft, are you invested in? I have Microsoft shares. I have Google shares. I have Amazon shares. I mean, I, there was. Why a do time, you need me on? <laughs> no, I mean, you like, have you know, to add, I, come on. I, 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 there was a time when I was like, "Wow, this Google keeps going up. Let me just buy a little bit more, a little bit more." Yeah. Now I'm like, "Wow, buying a share of Google is very expensive." Yes. Um, but you think about the next ten years. And sending your dollars out and like, you know, I got, I got to make a commitment to somebody. And mm-hmm. are you going to continue to crush it for 10 more years? Might I have made a better decision if I went with X instead of Y? You know, am I relying on Apple's success in the past, Google's success in the past, and not saying, oh, you didn't, but you didn't get on the next thing, right? And, yeah. and you know, you and a couple other people, Kathy Wood in particular, have helped me like get on Tesla. I'm all about Tesla personally. Mm-hmm. Um, and I want to talk more in depth about Tesla, but just the fear of like, okay, so I'm, I'm, when I put something in, I expect mm-hmm. to hold it for 10 years. Minimum, yes. It, and, and what if I get to the end of that 10 years and I'm like, oh, you made a mistake. You shouldn't have gone left. You should have gone right. I mean, I think everyone should look and see what are the most popular companies. I, oftentimes people will say, well, what do you buy? And you should invest in that. That's not the best thing or best piece of advice. Just what are the most dominant companies? Right now, Tesla, I mean, we can dive into it. Tesla is the new Mercedes of our era. Apple is still dominant, but you have to realize with tech, they usually have a 30 to 40 year run. So Tesla has a, a lot of upside. So even in... 10 years, if it takes a while to get to that 2296 target that I had, and I think Kathy said 3,000, it'd be worth it to hold. I think Apple still has some juice left in it. Um, 
And I know there's always a fear. We're always going to miss out on something. Like last year, I was an Apple, Microsoft, Moderna, Shopify, Amazon. Great year. Miss Novavax. We're always going to miss something. Miss Tesla. But as long as, yeah, I mean, I was in Tesla, been big on Tesla for a long time. Actually got out before 2020, kept it in my son's account. My son's account is crushing my own account. But And the lesson in, in that is to not take things out too often and let them run its course. Okay, I ha- I am built. All right, I, I want to go deeper into Tesla, but I am building a college fund for my kids. My son is going into ninth grade. My daughter okay. will be going into seventh grade. So I'm like, if the we start of the decade, so if we start investing monthly into that, like mm-hmm. two fifty a month, me and my wife each uh, uh, into that. What are we gonna? And and I want to make a concerted bet. I don't want to have five, six, seven stocks, right? Because then I'm hoping yes. that several things go up. I want to pick one or two things that in four to five years, we're going to be like, look, we have doubled our money and we can much more easily pay for college. That's great. Do these two. If we were talking off air, this is what I would tell you. VGT, which is Vanguard's Technology Index Fund. So anything else that gives you exposure to tech, it would be covered in that bundle. And then Tesla, pair those two. For everyone else, when you guys are watching, you only need four. If you have 45 stocks, you've made your own mutual fund. And it's pointless because you're going to have 10 winners and probably 20 losers. So just do VGT, which is through Vanguard. I have no affiliation with them. And then Tesla, your gold. And the great part is since they're young, they don't need the money. They don't have any bills to pay because you, you know, you guys are great parents. Um, they have all upside because I'm looking like from 2001 when I was in college through now, it hurts me to see how cheap Apple was. And I remember seeing all the kids from New Jersey and New York rocking the iPod like it was a chain of Rockefeller back in the day, right? It was like a fashion symbol. But how cheap that stock was in a 19-year period, 20-year period, stock went up like 800%. Yeah, I think it's pretty safe to say over a 10-year period, Tesla would do the same, same thing. We live in a world where you can get anything you need delivered to your door thanks to DoorDash. If you don't want to do the dishes or you feel a little sick, let DoorDash bring dinner tonight. My family uses DoorDash all the time because it connects us to our favorite restaurants without us having to drive. Last night, we got some Indian food for my wife, some gumbo for me, and sushi for the kids. And everyone was happy, and we didn't have to do the dishes. The process of ordering was quick and easy, and I love DoorDash for real. So I was so happy to do this for them because I'm a customer, because I know DoorDash is your door to more. Must be over 21 to order alcohol. Alcohol available only in select markets. DoorDash, your door to more. Download the DoorDash app now to get almost anything delivered. One of the people who helped inspire me to want to be in broadcasting is Oprah Winfrey. She's an inspiration for so many of us, but her daytime talk show was so incredible. And it told me that you could be black and authentic and real on TV. And that made me want to do it, too. Black Stories, Black Truths is NPR's new collection that's a celebration of blackness. Each of NPR's black voices are as direct, varied, distinct and nuanced as the black experience itself. In the Black Stories, Black Truths collection, you'll hear stories of joy, resilience, empowerment, 
and how to create world-shifting things out of struggle. Every episode is a living account of what it means to be Black today, told from a unique Black perspective. Black perspectives that haven't always been centered in the telling of America's story, but now they are the story. On NPR's Black Stories, Black Truths, you'll find a collection of some of NPR's best podcast episodes celebrating the Black experience. Hear a feed of episodes from across NPR's podcasts that center Black voices. Turn on NPR today and hear a range of voices as varied, as nuanced, and as Black as we are. Stories should never be about us without us. Listen now to Black Stories, Black Truths from NPR, wherever you get your podcasts. Influencer. It's a word that gets tossed around a lot these days. There is a woman who went the distance, who broke ground as the first true influencer by living a remarkable life. Her name, Elizabeth Taylor. I'm Katy Perry. This is the story of the original influencer. This is is Elizabeth the First. Elizabeth the First, the podcast, wherever you listen. All right, let's dig into Tesla. And one of the names that you mentioned with what that I mentioned, we both mentioned was Kathy Wood, who has been the number one ETF money manager over the last couple of years. She's been a huge champion of of Tesla. And not Mm -hmm. just on a public side of, te- of of you know all her funds at arc are heavily invested in tesla it's the number one stock in most of her funds yes. um she's also close with elon she's a big reason why he 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 was was it that he was nervous about going public and she said you have to do this this will make you a stronger company and then and it did um and you know what do you love about Tesla. Why is that for for Kathy Wood, for yourself, for many others, why is that the number one stock looking into the next five, 10 years? Yeah, for me, I've been a fan of Elon since 2001. He's in PayPal Mafia. So for those who don't know, he started with PayPal and that entire suite, him, Reed Hoffman, Peter Thiel. So they come from, they're like a dream team of tech founders. So all of them have done tremendously well. And that thing about the five people that you associate with, you become the average of, that has been true for them. Now, going forward to Tesla, they are doing all the developments and all the technological advances that we wanted as kids. Because by the year 2000, we thought we were going to be flying around in jets and cars, right? We didn't get there. 2020, we're not there. But the closest thing to that is a Tesla Model S. And he's innovating at a faster pace. And also, the big crux that he's facing, or the big issue that he was facing for a while is that he was literally fighting the entire oil industry. So now you have Exxon, Chevron, Ford, GM, and all the subsidiaries not wanting electronic vehicles to come to pass. And But now, after 2008, when a crash happened, oil dropped, and it has not gotten to those same levels. That's why you see GM making a change, and they're the leader. So it's a changing of the guard, and we have to see the trend. And that's why I would say, like when Mercedes was very popular in the 1980s, it took the world by storm, BMW the same way. Tesla is the most innovative company, and I think Elon is the uh, Steve Jobs of our generation, and the car is the iPhone of our generation. Like, So if you guys believe in Apple now, you have to have the same kind of fervor for Tesla 
And there's a lot that they, they can do better. They need probably a better operator. I made the argument on Market Mondays last night. They probably need a Tim Cook to assist him. Um, they could do better on the revenue side. And I think the innovation and R&D costs are incredibly high, but once they get that under, the upside is, is endless. And let's be honest, when we think of cars, if we play like a brand association game, when I say car, Tesla is the first thing that comes out of most people's mouths that are under 30. That's the car that they aspire to have. And that brand cachet is worth a hell of a lot. I mean, for a long time, I said, I don't want to be investing in a car company. And then I started to think, Tesla is more than a car company. It's a technology it, company. It's a technology company. It's a battery company, mm-hmm. right? We're moving to EV cars. This is the dominant battery. It's, it's a clean uh, energy company. It clean, yeah, because they're big on yeah. solar panels. It's yes. one of the big um, movers in terms of automatic, uh, a- autonomous driving technology, mm-hmm. right? Their autonomous driving technology is far ahead of everyone else's. Far superior. So there's... So there's many, many ways. I mean, like you talk about, you want a company that has a moat, right? That has a reason why it is ahead of the other companies that has an advantage that other companies can't easily take over. And in, in, in this technological level, Tesla has a moat. Yes. I mean, the research, I have friends that work there and I've always asked them like, what is it like working there? And it's like, it's the most challenging thing that I've ever done. Um, because if Elon is still working 14, 15, 16 hours a day and has passion, everyone with him has to do the same. So just from a employee standpoint, have some of the smartest people there. He's always had investors that believed in him. So a lot of people don't know Jason Calacanis, which is a, a relatively big angel investor. He wrote the check that saved them from going out of business because it's popular to like Tesla now, but five years ago, it wasn't. They almost went out of business. Jason wrote a check. It helped Kathy came on board. So even having a moat of investors that can help rally people around you in a position helps because they can swing a market um, through relationships and through connection. And then from a tech standpoint, the car is beautiful. Interface is beautiful. The self-driving feature, amazing. So imagine if in 15 years or 10 years to compete with Amazon, they have a line of electronic uh, vehicles that are freight related or trucking related. And now opposed to having more accidents because of and drivers having to stop driving because of you know the restrictions of being a human, you can have trucks going 24 hours a day. Mm. There's a lot of innovation that that is there. And I think the pandemic showed more than anything, we need everything to be more efficient. I miss the in-person time. I wish we can do this in person, but the efficiency of Zoom and platforms like it make it a lot easier. So if they can innovate, they can almost take a great position. And logistics the same way Amazon did. Like 15 years prior, no one thought that Amazon would be bigger and more important than UPS. They are now. And often people don't see the tech coming and the tsunami coming their way because they're used to doing things the same way over and over again. Um, And you have to change the times. And always for any business owner, any creative especially, you have to look at ways to do things in a much more efficient manner. And Tesla has that down to a science. What are a couple other companies that you really, really love for the next five to 10 years? I still love Apple as long as Tim Cook there. If Tim Cook leaves, I would be anti-Apple um, unless they get Jack Dorsey, someone to run it, which brings me to Square. I've said it publicly. I think Square is the new JP Morgan. I really do. I love the acquisition of title and you know, you've had more experience dealing with celebrities, but I think Jay-Z is going to make a very concerted effort to probably make a fintech company in the next two or three years and that's inside of that partnership. 
the JP Morgan thing that you that you bring up is important. The title uh, purchase is a small thing. Mm-hmm. And on the same day, it was announced that they had started a, a bank mm-hmm. that will no one make loans to businesses. Yes. Right? That's not the sexy news. Yep. The sexy news with Jack Dorsey and Jay-Z forming a partnership. Mm-hmm. What does this make? Square is going to be loaning money to people. Yes. And that's a whole new lane yes. for a big, important company. And then also with merchant services tied to it, they can even do the loans at a cheap percent. Even if they did them at 3%, how many millions of people would they then get to integrate into their platform? And now you can solely use Square payment processing. And now you're killing two birds with one stone. Going back to the efficiency model, like even with the acquisition of title, I think it was a great way to get more data on a consumer market that they have not had a lot of insight with yet. Black businesses are growing. Black women are leading that charge. Now, if you have all that data from title, you can run an ad against WAP, right? Or any Meg the Stallion song. And then if <laughs> if a girl in Dallas is like, hey, I have a, a braid in a beauty salon, you can tie that to Dallas and have all the girls in Oak Cliff go to her salon with that data and do payment processing. <laughs> and if her friends needs a loan, go to Square because they treat me well. Just like with Cadillac in the 19, early 1900s, like they catered to the black audience and then treated us well. Square is going to make a concerted effort. What does eating healthy mean to you? Whatever your eating goals, Thrive Market is the best place to get all your groceries and household essentials. And getting Thrive shipped to your door is like having a great supermarket right outside your house. I love that Thrive Market carries brands with the highest quality ingredients and ethical sourcing methods. Whether you're looking for organic kid snacks or low sugar alternatives or gluten-free essentials, Thrive Market's got it and their site lets you curate your shopping experience quickly. And as a Thrive member, I save on every order, usually about 30%, which of course I love. And when you join, you help a family in need with the membership matching program. Join in on the savings with Thrive Market today and get 30% off your first order plus a $60 gift for free. Go to thrivemarket.com slash for 30% off your first order plus that free $60 gift. That's Thrive, T-H-R-I-V-E Market dot com slash Torrey thrive market dot com slash Torrey on March 16th 2000 two sheriff's deputies were shot in Atlanta Jamil Alamine a Muslim leader and former black power activist was convicted but the evidence was shaky and the whole truth didn't come out during the trial my name is mostly secret and when I started investigating this case in my hometown I uncovered a dark truth about America from tenderfoot tv campside media and iheart podcasts radical is available now Listen to the new podcast, Radical, for free on the iHeartRadio app or wherever you get your podcasts. To do the same thing. And since we are underbanked and we have trust issues, if Jay is like, hey, they're cool and they treat us well, they can probably get maybe two or three million black business owners to switch over from where they are. Because let's be honest, it's not easy to get a loan at Chase or Bank of America or Wells Fargo. Um, And if they cater to our needs culturally... I think we have enough influence to have a considerable effect on on any company. So well played. It was well played. 
I'm Danielle Moody. I'm Toure. Be sure to check out Democracy-ish, where we channeled the frustration, rage, and absurdity that was the 2020 election, as well as discuss the current state of the political climate and our country from a Black perspective. New episodes available every Thursday on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or wherever you stream your podcasts. Who else beyond Apple, Tesla, Square? Shopify, uh, last year for the recession, I like Moderna. Um, another one, Mercado Libre. Like, pl- for everyone, please go Google Mercado the Libre. Amazon of South America. And people do not pay attention to how important that company is. And I'm like, great. Leave the shares there for me. Because the value of it has increased. Um, and people won't take advantage of it. So Apple, Microsoft, Moderna last year, I liked a lot. I still like Johnson & Johnson. I like Eli Lilly, pandemic or not. Um, Shopify, Square, PayPal is okay. I mean, the two that I missed that I wish I would have called last year was Novavax and, and Domino's Pizza. Domino's is really a tech company masquerading as a food delivery service. If you look at their growth, they look like a tech stock because you know, the efficiency of how quickly they can get the food to you is faster than I like. No, no shade to Pizza Hut, but anytime I order on Pizza, there's always an issue with delivery. I get my food 45 minutes later than I should. So, when my son is screaming on Friday, I'm hungry and I don't want to hear him scream. I'm always leaning towards Domino's, and it goes back to one of the things is just reliability. Um, but it's interesting, you you want- say, it's interesting you say that because we have to look deeper into what the companies are really selling. You think about mm-hmm. McDonald's, think about French fries. But they really make money from real estate. It's a real yes. estate company, yes. not really a food company. Not yes. saying you should invest in McDonald's, but you probably misunderstand what their real business is. Which McDonald's you, is a great business for that reason. It's a great head. They have the largest real estate holdings. And that's when people are like, what real estate company or what REIT should I invest in? I'm like, McDonald's. They're like, but the food isn't good. But I'm like, the portfolio but it doesn't matter. of all... You go to any city, you're going to see a McDonald's building there. You talk a lot about doing your homework and the time that you spend reading charts and these sorts of things. And I I want to slightly challenge you and slightly make you laugh because I I haven't yet had the patience to do that. And Mm -hmm. I've been the kid who looks over the smart kid's shoulder and copies off of their stuff. And, And for the first... 10 years of my investing life, I was like, whatever Warren Buffett loves, I'll do that. And Apple was his number two holding. So I made it big for me and I followed some other things that he did. And then the industry started saying to me, no, Kathy Wood is better than Warren Buffett. And I was Mm -hmm. looking at the numbers, like her returns are way better than his, way better than anybody else's. So I'll just do what she does. She's all about Tesla. She's all about Square. She's all mm-hmm. about GBTC, the Bitcoin stock. Yep. I'll be all about those. So I'm not actually digging into charts. I'm just looking over the smart kid's shoulder and doing what they do. Is well, that okay? Which is, a, which is great because the most important thing is to execute. So if your process is to follow the best or model the best, which is a great business model, and th- which I've done as well. So I, same thing. I studied Warren first, and then on the trading side, I, saw, I studied Paul Tudor Jones, and I just blended them together. That's fine. But the most important thing in our community, we have to put the money in every month. Because I hate when we try and, I mean, you've been popular way longer than I have, right? So you've been at these parties when everyone wants to act like they're the smartest person in the room. 
And two years later, you see that they haven't executed on any idea that they talked about. I don't want us to be that. So if you're following along with the greats, you're fine. And uh, honestly, the positions you have, you can probably hold for another 10 or 20. Like you don't have to have a new company in your portfolio every quarter or every year. Like if the true sign of a good investment, you can hold it for 20 years, forget about it and not stress. Because even when I think when Schwab did a survey, I think 10 years ago, the people that had the highest returns are the people that opened the account and put the money in and never checked again because they didn't tinker with the account. They went through every oscillation of the market and over time you end up getting a return. So you're great. I mean, and more importantly, you've mastered your craft. So it's more important for you to put time there and then let the money work for you, which I do want to turn the tables on you. Oh wait! Oh wait! Hold on! No, no, no! Hold on. Come on! I'll let you, you do that, know, but you I know, know, you know I gotta no, have my. T- t- I, I, I'll come let on, you brother. do that, but I, hold on! I want to dig into what gotcha. you just said. I, we can do that, but I'll let you do. Like last year was very yeah. instructive for me, right? A year ago now, the stock market was plummeting, right? Mm-hmm. And there was—I remember there was a week, where there was a day when I was like, "Wow, Italy's really getting beat up by this coronavirus thing. That's over there." And then, yeah. the, and and they were showing us videos about like, what would you say to yourself, Italian person, a week ago, right? And mm-hmm. they they're like, oh my god, I would say don't go to a party, buy a mask, all these things. And I'm like, wow, that's really interesting for Italy. And like a week later, our world was in flames. Nobody leave the house. And I yeah. was like, oh my god, I've waited too long. My stock portfolio is going to be in the toilet. Right. And I couldn't even look. Right. And we lost like me either. We went down like triple digits and it was like, oh, my God, this is the. the," And and I and I said, it's too late. Just let it sit. You can't do Mm -hmm. anything now. And I closed the Fidelity account and I did not look at it for a couple Mm -hmm. of months. And next thing I know, it's like, oh, it's not so bad. And by the fall, it was like, oh, we're coming back. And by the winter, it was like, oh, we had a positive year. Yes. And I'm like, if we could have had a positive year last year out of just riding out the problem and not right. reacting, then you could handle any dip. Absolutely. And then on those big, so recessions, and everyone, please write this down. Recessions provide this opportunity ever for us to get rich. Because if like, let's just talk real estate. Let's say if we're in LA and let's say we're in Hollywood Hills and someone came to you and like, brother, I love you. Your interviews have been great. I got a tip for you. This house is 65% off. We're going to gather every friend we can to go get that property. And like, maybe we can get it and flip it to Drake since he's buying up everything in Hollywood Hills, right? The market sells off that much and everyone's like, let me take all my money out. That's where you need hurt. courage, right? When, yes. the, when the stock market drops, can you buy more? Or are you going to be like, yes. oh no. You can't fear. And for everyone, like, just literally take the high of any company or the high of an index and divide it by two. If we ever drop to that 50% level, that is a good area to buy a good company or an index. Because everyone wants to buy at a high. And I'm like, why are you buying a house that's worth 100 grand at $95,700? Like there's no equity to the upside. Same thing in the market. People want to buy at a high when there's no upside. And last year, now let me be honest, when the market dipped, I was like, oh shit, this is like worse than I thought. Because I thought we were going to at least get cut in half. And I was giving out the prices like, in real time on Twitter and Instagram. And then when it got lower and I'm like, the world may fall apart. So thanks to the Fed with quantitative easing, that's the only reason we went back up. But this part that is scary, 40% of all money that's ever been printed was printed last year. What do you think that does to the dollar? And going back to Tesla, this is the other battle that they face. If Tesla becomes the number one car company in the world, 
what does that do to our dollar that is backed by oil? Kills the dollar. That's tough. So I'm pro-tech, pro-Elon, but if we come off of oil and let's say hypothetically the dollar goes to zero, what happens to all the companies that we've had been in negotiation with for years that have wanted to leave our dollar as a primary currency at a bankrupt the dollar? So are you pro-Bitcoin? I am pro the idea of Bitcoin. So here's my, my horror story. I had Bitcoin in 2012 and 2013. Wow. Kudos to Matt Schlitt who endlessly at every time I talked to him, that's the only thing he talked about. I think I think Matt was working at Facebook at the time. I was like, damn, that's all this dude talks about. So let me get some. Got some. Great. I got, for those of you know, the Mount Gox scandal. So I went to go look at my account one day and nothing was there. And I'm like, wait. So, I mean, I never said it publicly, but I had 10 coins, 2013. So I'm like, I go to the bank like, hey, People stole my Bitcoin. What do I do? The teller literally laughed at me. He was like, oh, that, that crypto shit, like, that's the Wild West. Sorry. There's nothing we can do. I'm like, so there's nowhere I can go to get my money back. Now, for me, I didn't have everything secured the way that I should. And that's why you little internet thieves end up getting my coins. And even though it's on the ledger and all that, I wasn't able to get it. So look at the value of it now. And now we're almost at 70000 it hurts to look at it. I mean, I still have some coins now that I re-entered back in in 2015, but I hate that I missed out on that run in 2013. So I don't like it for security reasons, but in terms of value, there's definitely value there for sure. And now it's safer. So with Coinbase, I mean, Binance, you have platforms that are hell of, a lot, hell of a lot more safe, but you still have to make sure that you keep track of your passwords. You don't give it to anyone. Don't store I mean, it in your phone because people can hack your iCloud, get your password take your Bitcoin and there's nothing you can do. I mean, people are saying now, smart people are saying now, the risk is not being in Bitcoin rather than being in it, like that you could miss out on yeah. tremendous wealth being created. I agree. Same with Tesla, same with tech, because now, before it was like, like most of us didn't want to be into the market because we hated to hear about seven to 12%. Now I always knew for regulations, I get it but you can always get more. I think the world finally saw it because I've been beating this drum since 2014. Their higher gains are possible. Now people see it. They don't want seven to 12%. People want at least 25% growth. You can get that in Bitcoin. You can get that in Tesla. You can get that in AMD, which is another one of my favorites. Um, I, I do not love a lot of what Jim Cramer has to say. Okay. He is an entertainer more than an educator. A lot of the time. He, he's a great investor. I think um however yeah he's he did he did when i was watching his show i what i did get out of it is if you are investing in something you should really know that company you should understand that company you should be reading a book about the founder you should understand how it works i understand how apple works i understand how tesla works i'm going to read the book on elon right Mm -hmm. um i understand how Microsoft works. I don't understand all the engineering and programming, but I understand what they do. I don't understand Bitcoin. And there's no inherent value to it. Most which- people don't. That's the guy's honest truth. They can tell you whatever thesis they have on it. And some would argue that the dollar has no true value. Okay, mm-hmm. there's some truth to that. Or it's when it got taken off the gold standard, it wasn't as valuable. Um, it's purely a speculation play, but you can either be theoretically right or get the gains. I think 
with anything. The biggest lessons I've learned over the last 10 years, like anything that you're going to invest in, to be invested in at least 10 years, because you're going to miss one year that is going to make up for the years of slow growth. But like you said, if you don't know it, you've been in great companies for a long time. You're not, you're not missing out because if you weren't able to stomach the drop of 2016, it's okay because it fell flat for three years before it took back off to the upside. Meanwhile, you were getting gains in the other companies that you were in. So it's a trade-off. It is definitely a trade-off. For more from me and Ian, join us over at patreon.com slash show. He's going to start to interview me. I don't know why. And then we're going to get back into his philosophies, his strategies, his tactics for attacking the stock market and making it yours and making money. This show is super worth it. Subscribe over at patreon.com slash show. This show will help you make money. Thank you so much to Ian for a great interview, my brother. Thank you for listening. And thanks to our super producers, Britt, Marcus Harkis, Noel Sam Montes, Jason Reynolds, Greville Calais, Michelle, Brenda Cox, Kathy F., and Dr. Kina Murphy, and Earl Dorsey, and Theo Tokus. Torre Show gives you fuel to power your dreams because you can use your dreams like a rocket ship to blast you into a life you never imagined. You can make your dreams a reality, and this show can help. You can find me on Twitter at Torre and on Instagram at Torre Show and on Patreon at patreon.com slash Torre Show. And check out my newsletter, Black Minds Matter. Go to blackmindsmatter.substack.com. Torre Show is written by me, Torre, and produced by Jackie Garifano. Our editor is Ryan Woodhull. Our photographers are Chuck Marcus and Shanta Covington. Our booker is Claudia Jean. And we're distributed by DCP Entertainment. And we will be back on Friday and on Wednesday with more amazing guests because the man can't shut us down. 